0: Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them, and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. All right, guys, so I'm super excited to have Kellen McKenzie back. We know her previously as Kellen Jones, but her middle name is McKenzie. So now we've got the whole thing, Kellen McKenzie Jones. She is an astrology and business coach for hairstylists. And I'm so excited to have her on today because, you know, she's at, you're actually, Kellen, the person I've had on most in the entire podcast. Your third time's a charm. I feel like you're such an example of this podcast of evolving because first time you were on, You had just ended your partnership and you were in your own salon. And then the second time you were on, you either were about to or had gone into a suite. And the third time you're on, you've moved across the country from Boston to Colorado and you're a full-time coach now you're not behind the chair anymore and so to me like that's why I started this podcast because people that are like living their lives in alignment with where they're going and you have like literally just exemplified that but the thing I'm most excited about is that you and I love talking numbers and being real with people and today we are going to just kind of I almost wanted to say before the episode, like, are you really going to go for this? Because I say we fucking go for this. So we give people the actual numbers of like what it costs and what it can cost to open a salon. So thank you for being here.
1: Yay. This is my fourth time, Lindsay, by the way. It's crazy. I know. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad I'm here. Thank you for having me. It's been a crazy ride over the last, I want to say three or four years that you've been having me on here, right? Three years, probably.
0: Three years. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I might've <laughs> forgotten one of your transitions, but you did all the matters is where it's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> A lot but, has happened in my life. And yes, exactly. I love everything you just said, because opening my own salon, I expanded it, doubled the size. I, um, then took over part, um, uh, the partnership dissolved. So that was one of our, our meetings was like over me taking it ownership of the full space. Then at that point, then going to a suite and now moved across the country and a coach full time. So I've seen it all. And I get to hear all my students, um, different numbers too. And I think this is going to help so many people understand how expensive it really can be and if it's worth it or not.
0: hundred percent. And before we got on this episode, we were talking about how, you know, like I was, you know, just telling you like my first studio, my second studio, here's what it looked like. Uh, And we'll get into all that. But the thing that I wanted to start with that we had both agreed on is I remember when I was looking for my first studio and even the second time when I was looking for my second space, I talked to my accountant because he knows all the numbers. He knows what it costs, what I make, everything. And he said, Lindsay, like, I was like, what can I afford? You know, I started looking at spaces and he said, "Um, Lindsay, you want to find something that's basically done. He said, and that you can put in your fixtures and then get rolling because this this business isn't a high enough like profitability business to justify oftentimes this big investment that so many people make. And so and I see that I don't see that being said, and I don't see that being shown when you see someone who has next level business. No one's talking about like how much they're spending. And so I think we just hit them with the real talk today.
1: One hundred percent I love that i I couldn't agree more and I love that your accountant actually told you that this isn't a that high a profitable business because I think a lot of people think it is and You know, And the thing is, because we always have money just flowing in constantly, if you don't have money, you pick up an extra day, you work an extra hour, you take that client before your schedule, after your schedule. And we get in that vicious cycle then of money, 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 but no one understands where it's going or even what their profitability really is. And that's why boundaries get so like thrown out the window in our industry
0: all the time. Totally. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how if I think of a retail business, someone that sells like boutique clothes, I'll be like, God, how do they make any money? They buy something for $24 and they turn around they sell it for 49 or 50 or whatever. You do the math. and um, And it's like, how do they make any money? Because then they turn around, they have to buy the shirt again. Well, how is that really, for the most part, any different than what we're doing behind the chair? And that's not to belittle what we're doing. It's to say, listen, we need to get really, really thoughtful about our spending. And so- I'll just jump off and say my first studio, when I opened it with a partner, we each put in $8,000 and then the remainder of the cost went on our company credit card, which in the first year we paid off. The total amount that was spent was around $23,000. I'm talking the buy in for the product of $3,000 on top, and then the the buy-in of all the the hair color, the fixtures. I mean, our our salon equipment was shit. We spent $1,700 on two shampoo bowls, freestanding chairs, and then three um, salon chairs that were so, so bottom of the barrel that people would fall out of them forward. But that's just to say, like, that's what we could afford. And, you know, when I went off to do my second solo salon, I'm like, okay, that's a place I'm going to splurge. I'm going to get $500, $600 chairs, because I know what it's like to sit in a $200 chair. I've watched it for four years. But I think just being really transparent about, what it costs, you know, and, and I would say like, to me at the time, that was more money than I could even, I didn't think we, I like, I didn't know, like I could come up with that, but looking back, I realized like, wow, I actually had done it in a pretty, uh, intentional way where like Mike's, I had found a space that I didn't have to pay for the build out on aside from putting my fixtures in. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the
1: smartest way to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I always say, um, start small and when you're ready to grow and then upgrade, do it with, you can save for it. But, um, yeah, when I started, it was a really small space and we turned a, like a, it was a really old building in Boston and oh my gosh, like if you know Boston, like plumbing is awful. Electricity is awful. Like in the North end, one of the oldest neighborhoods ever. And, um, this room that I found that I was like, oh my gosh, we could totally afford this. And we can put, it was me and my business partner who is an esthetician. And so we needed to put a whole room in this small space. If you think of like, it's kind of like a suite, like bare bones with, you know, here we are trying to build a room and put plumbing in. We're on the second level, like, holy moly. Talk about all the issues. We had them. I, I won't even get into that on this episode, but oh, we've had them, and... Um, we had to put in plumbing, but we, but plumbing was there. Cause on the second floor, there was a, a someone that there's a dentist, there was a, a another skincare woman and there's bathrooms up there. So it's like, okay, plumbing's here. We know it's here. We just have to put it in this room. And so with, with us that's kind of the backstory the context of what we needed to do we had to rip up the flooring knock down paneling on the walls there was drop down tile ceilings um when we took the tile ceilings out the electric cords were a freaking nightmare um they were all so jumbled together and I wanted a really pretty like you know ceiling (laughs) that people are going to be looking at and so it it was a big project it was bigger than we thought um the cords and like the electricity and everything was just so mingled. So we ended up, you know, taking our first loan was 30,000 that we didn't know how far that was going to get us. And it didn't get us to the end. (laughs) So, And then we um, decided to put in, We took out more money and then I had to put the rest on my credit card. So at that point, we were like operating our businesses separately. So um, I took on any expense that I... I did myself. So for the shampoo bowl, I remember driving to freaking Rhode Island cuz I found it at a discount place a freestanding shampoo bowl. I got to look at it and it was on sale because like they don't make that kind anymore. It was in this weird like warehouse. I found my chair, same thing, super cheap that could just recline. I got um an IKEA like like um vanity to put the sink in and I found this really old like I don't know even what it is, a bookcase that I put all my color in. Like we went bare bones as best as possible. I found like a refurbished dresser that I used as my station and we just, we made it as pretty as we possibly could with the money we had. And so when I think about all of that and I'm putting that, it was one of the most stressful times of my life. (laughs) like reliving it right now. Right. But yeah, yeah, I probably ended up spending closer to 60,000 when we thought the 30,000 was going to, um, and I don't even have these, the exact numbers for you guys, but that just kind of shows you even scraping by and not buying all the nice furniture, you know, how hard it was to open with, with that, with the full build out of one chair. I was the only one doing hair, one chair in a room.
0: So, yeah. As you were talking, I was just thinking about how back when I was, you know, leaving the uh, commission salon and opening my first studio with a partner, I was thinking about how, you know, you said like, you know, you can always, no one ever regrets starting small, like start small and go bigger. But I don't think I realized so much back then how big of an ego I had, because I would hear people say that I'd be like, yeah, well, when they told me it was hard to play an oboe instrument, I was like, yeah, I'll take the oboe. It's like, <laughs> well, that's not the instrument you start with, dumbass. And I never learned how to play. And I would just sit in the band and just blow into that weird. Room. <laughs> but, but it's like the same thing. It's like, I, I did start small, but I remember like, not really knowing how cool it was at the time. Like it's so freaking cool to have your own studio. And even if it's 500 square feet or whatever it is. And I remember thinking like, yeah, like people start small. That's for other people. Like I'm a go big kind of person. And it's like, but like, I feel like the longer I've done this, the more I'm like, if you know, like if people take anything from this episode, it's like, you might be a lot happier and make more money and have the quality of life you want in a suite, versus opening your own storefront and I know you and I talked a little bit about how like we've had students like how for a couple thousand dollars you can get into a really high-end suite and not have your quality of life decrease like both of ours did and and that's not to say everyone has to go through that but that's just you know the hero's journey and like but it's like I don't know. I just feel like there's something so attractive to me about just this turnkey business. And I think so much of what we've seen and what what the industry has been has been kind of this smoke and mirrors. Look at look at like my studio, my name and lights. I feel like I was one of the first hot pink neon signs. I'm just gonna say it, but like at the end of the day, it's like it's not all like it's not all your name and lights. It's like okay, but am I? You know, I remember when I had. Uh, two employees it was the most I'd brought in behind the chair but the least I'd ever made and I think there's a little bit of a correlation yeah. here that can be between having a beautiful space and it's like yeah that can look awesome but like what did it actually give you because like okay if we put a picture of you as a coach today next to a picture of you with your girl boss partner and you know in your studio salon it's like wow what, which one, what version is success? And I'd be like, I can't really tell. I need to know what they're, how they feel. I need to see like what, what their day-to-day life's like. But I feel like you and I have both had these kind of like Instagrammable lives, but then like the simpler they got, the more joy, the more connection, the more everything. So I think that it all goes back to like, what's, what's like, let's get the hood up. What's underneath the hood. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. If, if you put a picture up of Kellen with opening bow and arrow in 2014, I that
0: was 2014 also Yeah. <laughs>
1: <The> previous- <laughs> right. Like I was, um, completely unaware of so many things. I had the biggest ego. Like I can relate to literally everything you're saying. And I was so, like sad that all we had was this one little space and this is all that we could do. But then, you know, it was, um, it was very Instagrammable and I very much so built a whole business and, and brand around it. And we did end up doubling the space. And um, when my whole team decided to leave, let me tell you, I regret it every single um, expansion decision that I made because I could no longer afford that space on my own. And I always said, when I got into business, I need to be able to afford my space on my own. If everyone leaves me and I'm left with this space, I don't want to like work my butt off like twice as hard as I am already. Cause I was already working my butt off, like working every single day, 10 plus hour days, you know, and that's, 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 that was one of my lessons. So like we did end up expanding. We took over the second suite next to us. We knocked the walls down. We grew six chairs, two shampoo bowls, moved all the cabinets around. I knocked down the spa room. I took over the whole space. Eventually it was just like, I don't even know, to be honest with you, Lindsay, the amount of money I ended up putting in to make that Location, what it was at, by the time I left it. Um, but, and I bought really beautiful chairs, you know, these beautiful Italian leather chairs that were like this cream before the tan like took over Instagram. And I ruined them in like one day. I ruined them. And I was like, what am I doing? I didn't know what I was doing. I was living by like every decision was really how did it look? And I loved taking pictures and I loved like marketing us. And it was really an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing to look back on, but that is one of my biggest regrets. When people ask about regrets, it's, it's, I expanded and I was, I had, my ego was so like, like on display at that point in my life. And, um, I really wanted to have a team. I really wanted to have a bigger salon. I really wanted to have a bigger space. I didn't want to take clients anymore. I wanted to, like, I had this vision and that is my biggest regret because then when, when I was left with the whole space, I had to literally do the amount of almost three stylists brought in. So I could afford to keep that location. And it almost killed me to be honest with you. It almost killed me. So money-wise, I'm not sure how much I really ended up spending, but
0: health-wise, everything. Yeah. It might, it might be good not to know. Yeah. <laughs> This is where you're saying a hundred grand,
1: right? Like, I'll say this by the end of that, I easily put in a hundred grand easily, you know, I was
0: just thinking as you were talking, like, why is like, why do we want to grow and get bigger? Why is bigger the version of success that so many of us are chasing? And like, I think for me, like I was just chasing like acceptance from everyone else and it's like, okay, so okay, I'm already a hairstylist. People already, I felt looked down on me. So then I need to just like be able to prove everyone wrong and show people I'm worthy and like of this life and whatever. And it's like, it really does get you chasing your tail. And I think you hit the nail on the head with like something that I think about a lot now. It's like you said, I always wanted to be able to make enough myself so that I never had to rely on other people. And I think that honestly, that's like, and I know you do a lot of like holistic, you know, integrating that into your coaching. It's like, for me, each of my three renters that I have that are just like, honestly, dreamboat people. I know you're really good friends with Jenny. Um, But it's like each one that I brought on, I did something that I never did before in my business. And it was like, I go into it, like knowing that I don't need it to work. And by not needing it to work, it frees the other person up. It frees me up. And I'm just grateful for the time that we have together. And it literally makes each person, there's something energetically about it that is so different than the desperation and the, like when my partnership ended, I literally thought we were going to be buried together. There's (laughs) a whole nother story. You know, (laughs) I've told you that before, Um, but, and I honestly am like, oh my God, like I enter things so differently now. Like I'm, uh, I, I tell Jenny, I'm like, I feel like you're going to move. Don't keep, don't, I'm not trying to plant a seed with you because I love having you here, but she has her own life and her own dreams and her own aspirations. And I feel like I'm just always kind of like casting people away, not in a bad way, but just being like, I know you got to do you. And I think that there's something about it. And maybe you can speak to that in your own journey, but that has been something that I'm like, that's part of the secret sauce. uh.
1: It really is, you know, it's, you know, kind of to tie, I'm going to tie this in real quick with the money part. Like when you think about signing a lease and you think about the money you're investing, we also have to think about the time and energy that is, on top of that, when you're, when you're signing lease and for some commercial leases, it could be 10 years, right? Let's, let's say. Um, and if you're taking on a really big amount of money and it's a big space and it's going to take you at least five years to pay back, then yeah, I would, I would coach you to say, yeah, I want you to sign a 10 year lease to make sure you lock in, you know, whatever the rate is, whatever the percentage you can go up, et cetera, et cetera. And to make sure you make your money back so that you're not, um, signing something too big for your britches, number one, and that you can't make your money back for everything you just put in. I've seen a lot of people put in over hundred thousand dollars and sign a three-year lease, and that scares the shit out of me. I'd be like, "Oh man, we gotta, we gotta like make sure you are on top of your expenses." And yeah, it is worrisome. And so, from my own experience, it's like. I know that it takes a lot of time to get your, get your money back. But also when you think of the investment of your energy, you know, where do you want to put your energy? What's your intention of having the salon? And I completely did not understand any of this at, at my, in 2014. Okay. So like, I didn't know, I just knew my mission was, I want to have a space that had, um, you know, natural products. I wanted to offer natural things. We offered like Reiki healing in our spa room. And like, we did some alternative things. We offered local artists. Like we sold a lot of local artists items. That was a really big thing for me. And like, my mission was really big on the community and growing like more of a holistic side of the beauty industry, which still is obviously. Um, And it was all about using, having options. I didn't use any like smoothing, um, like keratins or. Brazilian blowouts, you know, like there were certain things that were really important to me for my health. And then it was all about when I built a team to teach them these healthy habits. And that was really rewarding for me to help people understand the business from a holistic approach. And of course, I get to do this now at a bigger scale and in coaching instead of my day to day life. But, you know, when I look at how just all the lessons it took to get me here and how much I had to learn. Um, it's just part of my path and I know that, but when you throw money in the mix of it all, it is a really heavy energy for all of us to take on a lot of debt when we're young and learning and trying to understand what our purpose is, what our path is, what our like soul's reason of doing things, you know? And so for me, the investment was very much, um, a, a, a journey. It was a, a long journey to get here, to see it from where it is. And of course you can't do it any other way. Cause the universe says, this is your path. Kellen, you've got to learn this way. You've got to get it all knocked down probably five times, which I think probably happened. <laughs> And you need to go in and out of debt probably about five times. Like I had lesson after lesson in the money department. I got in and out of debt constantly. I would hire and train people. And yet I still didn't, wasn't able to take home paychecks sometimes. And I didn't understand it. And it was just so many life lessons all at once when trying to be a leader, when trying to learn how to lead, when going through leadership, you know, trainings, and then the business stuff, like completely overwhelming. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey, Lindsay.
0: (laughs) I think what you've done is similar to what I've done, which is you've gotten your own like MBA as a, as a salon owner and hairstylist, but you've done it through the school of hard knocks. Like, yeah. (laughs) And, and I'm like I'm like do you want like when people are like I want an assistant I'm like here step into my office uh I've spent $45,000 on a, an assistant why don't we why don't we have a conversation I'm not saying it's good or bad I'm just saying I've lived I've done it and I've lived to tell the tale for me personally my life and the life I want to lead it's it's having a rental business and having a team environment and a culture that that it takes leadership to have. But it's interesting just like hearing what you're saying. It's like so many of the people that, you know, I admire, yourself included, it's like you didn't get this way because you followed like this very linear path. And I, I think even you know what you said about training people and turning around and not being able to pay yourself like that's the shit people need to hear because it's not all about it's not like you know people there's a lot of people on on social media right now acting like like they have four or five assistants and they work one day a week like do the math I don't how does it work like what <laughs> I did not even know people
1: do that <laughs> I mean, you know, no a fanatic, but. No, but, but like you know. seriously, it's hard to even have one really good assistant that um, I did finally find one at the last, the last assistant I hired. And she was like the rock star assistant. I probably have talked about her on every single podcast episode because Rachel was literally a star, but she had her shit together. She was, this was her second career. She was older. She had worked retail. She had managed businesses. She had grown teens, and she went into beauty school as her second career and she was ready to work and she knew it was a short amount of time to then launch her career. And that's exactly what she did. That's exactly what she signed up for. I said, I don't even know how long I'm going to be here, girlfriend, because literally she entered my life when shit was hitting the fan, every direction of my life, including my business. And, but I said, I'll teach you everything I know. And I put a really nice price tag to it because I said, I know that I need you to work really hard. So this is what I'm going to pay you. And if you don't, you'll be fired the next day. And she did it all. And she was awesome. And I was really real with her. I taught her everything I knew. I gave her everything possible. I came in on days off for her. And that's what a true protege assistant program should look like when you're an employee, Based salon owner. And I do coach my students to two different ways. Cause some people hire an assistant because they just want an assistant to clean and not teach them. And some people hire an assistant because they want to train and teach. And I always say, we have to know the, the difference and we pay them differently. Our expectations are different for them. And our like purpose of who, of who we are as a leader, as a trainer, as a teacher is different. So do you want someone in there just to hustle and make you more money? Or are you in there to teach someone? Because when I was teaching someone, girlfriend was over at my apartment. We were watching videos. We were pulling out mannequins because we couldn't go into the salon one more day. And I was like, come over to my apartment and let's set up and let's do some drills. Like, like I'm, I'm like, I'm the girl coaching these people how to be the best hairdresser they can be in the short amount of time possible. And that was just me. And that was my heart. Right. But yeah, you hear about these other people, even if they had two assistants, well, what are they there for? Are they there to make you more money or are you there to teach them? Like, what's your purpose behind it is always what I get down to.
0: Totally, totally. And like, I know when I had an assistant, my purpose was the long term game of being like, okay, day to day, I'm not scheduling more time out. It's elevating the experience. I'm not seeing more people. I'm thinking, okay, when I want to have a baby in a couple of years, like I've got someone I can trust. It's funny how life works out because it didn't work out with that (laughs) assistant. I ended up having a baby during COVID and he came into my life and I ended up having renters that could take care of all my clients in the same level of like experience that I was doing. So it ends up happening. And I think that like, I, I think we're both examples of knowing what you want, but being loose on like how you want to feel, but being loose on how you get yes. there. Because I've yes. got to where I wanted to get to. And, it's, and I, from seeing you, I feel like you have as well. But like, no one could have told me the road it was going to take. No one would have told me like, hey, you're going to like kind of lose everything in 2017 <laughs> to 2018, but then you're going to fucking bounce back. It's going to be a motherfucker, but it's going to happen. And then it's like, you're going to have the life you want in 2022. I'd be like, okay Pam thanks so much but it's a hundred percent what's happened
1: yes yes oh my gosh you literally said a quote of uh, I'm in this manifestation um, like 30 day manifestation with Gabby Bernstein oh, I and love oh, I love Gabby and she is everything you literally just put in that one little quote of like you need to you need to know what you your outcome is of how you want to feel because how it shows up, will look completely different than what you think it will look up. But if you don't embody the feeling, then you don't know if you, you got there. You don't know if you manifest it. You don't know if you got to your end game or your goal. So it's not, it's like, okay, Kellen, it's not about how it, looks. It's not about having a six chair, beautiful salon with the team, uh, like that is like, you know, painting hair. And of course, this is what I created back in the day, you know, teaching them how to do all this stuff, be Instagram famous, be, you know, attracting their right clients, whatever it is, um, working for brands and education. Great. Well, I want it to feel like I'm serving my, my community of beauty professionals, of entrepreneurs, of women and serving them with all the tools that I learned how to, yes, healing has always been part of my journey, but not until like now is it like on a whole other level, but it's the process of growing. I wanted to teach people how to understand what they really want to do and that they can do that. They can say no to services that don't light them up. Back in the day when I had a salon and no receptionist, people thought I was crazy. Back in the day when I went to all online booking, people thought I was crazy. I was the first of these people to do these things, right? But I wanted like, my why was always the same as I want to teach people how to do this. I want to have clients know what beauty is from the inside out. I want to have a very, like, chill environment but produce luxury high-end looking hair but without like the snooty attitude and yeah back in 2014 you couldn't find that you know especially in my area in Boston so um I always had my deep understanding of why and I thought I had the look of how it was supposed to look in my mind um but you know now that I embrace all of that feeling it's like Beauty from the inside out, helping people heal, helping people find their why, their rhythm, what works for them, services they want to do. All of that is still the same in coaching for me, right? And I go even deeper now using astrology and other things that I've learned that has drastically changed my life and anything that I embody and use in my day-to-day practice in life, when it finally becomes just a natural rhythm for me, I love to teach other people even if they take one little piece of it and it changes their life for the better, that's all it is. So it's like, I have it now. I have that feeling, right? It just looks so different than what I thought it was going to look like. <laughs> totally.
0: And as, as you were talking, I was like, Oh, I just had like my, an Oprah aha moment. Cause I'm like, I always knew I wanted to work with people and be I have a team and like, and like worked in a collaborative way. And I thought that, when I looked around, which is always what fucks us up, when I yes. looked around, I was like, "Well, how do I do that? I, I, I have to see it to believe it. Okay, the only way to have that team environment, the only way that I can have what I'm desiring is I have to I have to grow a, a monster commission salon. And then that's what I think kind of fucked me up because in the end, if once I like let go of that and I was like, I'm just gonna work alone then the people came. And then, you know, for, you know, I worked alone. I ended up working alone for like two or three, two, some years, three years on and off. And it's like, but then I ended up getting that team. I ended up getting that collaboration and like, we're all on the same page, all these things. And I'm like, I had to kind of be okay, not getting any of it and find that those feelings inside of me and create that environment that I wanted. And then, the people that were meant to be there came. So it's just funny how it, like how things kind of shake out. And I don't know, I think like what we're talking about, it's like, you know, I wish someone would have told me like, Hey, like you could have, you could get the feelings you want and the business you desire in, in 200 square feet, you get it in 400 square feet, you get it in 600, a thousand, but it's going to start with you. It ends with you. And if you think that it's, that you're going to get it once you get that that space. And once you get, it's like, it all begins and ends with you. Yes, it does. And, you know, I did this like
1: releasing actually last night was a full moon. So like I did this whole releasing ceremony the last two days with different groups of people. And I literally like a, a note I wrote to my old self, like one part of it was something like you have the love you're searching for, you have everything you need. Dear Kellen, just remember that. (laughs) Yeah. so Cool. Right. And it's like, that's what I have always been chasing is like that, like admiration, that love that, um, you know, whatever I was looking for from everyone else, but whatever that is to everyone listening. It's like, but we have that in us. We already have that love To We need to love ourselves. We need to mother ourselves. We need to nurture ourselves, you know, and we need to spend time with ourselves. And when you're so overworked and sober out and like literally living like the way that I was living for so many years, I couldn't even see straight. I didn't even know what my values were. I didn't know what anything was. Like I, I kind of knew why I was doing stuff. Like, again, like I said all those things before, but I didn't really, like, I, I could take on someone else's values, like, a drop of a dime. Like, I am, I'm also a lever rising, which that happens a lot with us. But, like, you know, I can, like, literally, I can outweigh back and forth every decision, and I can go back and forth about someone's opinion, someone else's opinion. And I land right in the middle all the time because like my values were not that strong. And it's just part of my personality, especially any Libras listening to this. It's one of the hardest lessons that we have to learn. Um, And so with that, it has been a lifelong journey and still is of now knowing that as part of my path and knowing not to take on everyone else's you know, values and what they and it really for me, that was I needed a couple years to sit and be still and listen to myself. So I did, you know, after I sold my salon and went to a suite, the suite um, was I hated it. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've told many people, but I absolutely hate it working in a room. Okay. So people out there that don't want to have a suite or have tried it and hate it, that's okay. Like, you don't have to make that stop you from owning a salon either, like try whatever is going to work for you and make sure it's in a budget and you can make it work like back to the money stuff. Cause that's always important Just to be practical, but, um, You know, you don't know until you try. And I didn't know. So I tried it and I hated it. And I was like, I'm out of here. So (laughs) like, I've been on a really long year of rediscovering myself and coaching kind of fell on my lap. And I literally didn't even know I was going to not be doing hair still after almost a full year. But here we are.
0: You know, and I love I love that you don't look at your time in that suite as uh, wasted or a failure because it clarified and got you more honed in on what was for you. And that's I think like a cool way to like sum up this episode. It's like you, you now know that having a big salon and, you know, growing it in that, in that capacity is not honoring you. How would you know that you had to do it? Same for me. How would I know unless I went down that road and it's like, okay, how would I know that like partnership's not for me? Oh, have to do it. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's like, there's so much value in that. And I think that like, like so many times, I think like hairstylists don't want to make the move because they don't want to do it wrong. But I feel Mm -hmm. like, what we're sharing should empower you to say like, well, how am I going to know what's right for me if I don't start figuring out what's not? And I think that, you know, as much as we both can sit here and say we have regrets and whatever, it's like, I don't know, we both got back up and we're both living to tell the tale and we, we both uh, are sharing candidly. And I think that if anything, like, it should empower other people to start trying some stuff. And Gary Veda always says that. Like, how do you, if you don't know what you're into or you don't know what's for you, start trying some stuff. And like, you know, if you think you want to be an educator, like go to an Aveda Institute and ask them if you can do it, if you can do like a presentation. Like there's so many things we can be doing to like start figuring out where we want to go. Kellen and myself, we have to kind of go full throttle. Um, (laughs) You might be able to do it in a, in a a less jarring way. I can't speak to that. I don't know your life story, but I can just tell you that doesn't work for me, right? I'm with you. It's like, why do I have to learn these lessons
1: so hard (laughs) and over and over and over? And I actually had my chart read recently by someone else, like another astrologer mentor I have. And she was like, oh no, you don't do anything easy. You like literally have to like burn the motherfucker down. And I was like, mm-hmm, yep.
0: <laughs> so also, maybe the best coach there is. Cause it's like the people that like, I want to work with. It's like, they've, they've literally like done it, circled around, gone back, done it differently, burned it down, started again. And it's like, maybe it's, and it's like, maybe you do know why. Maybe you, maybe yeah. really deep down what you've, the journey you've been on is so that you could help other people. And that's it. Bingo. Right?
1: That's right. it. That's what I keep saying. I'm like, this is like all for helping other people. And every time I get a phone call and like, let me tell you, I ha- I've had so many great coaching calls even today and I've got more later and I'm like, Oh, and some people are finding me before they open a salon when I'm like, yes, because that is like the special, that is a very special place to be able to set someone else up for success. I have someone I'm coaching that's 23 years old. I'm like, girlfriend, we're getting you an Roth IRA today. Like, you know, just to get people set up in a different way that's secure in the, in the practical side of things and the money, you know, what I call the earth element when I'm talking to my people and like the holistic approach, we have to know all the elements when we're an entrepreneur. We have to understand a little bit of everything. That doesn't mean we have to be great at everything, but we've got to understand it. And we've got to be practical. We've got to know how to spend money and save money and grow retirement, et cetera. So it is exciting when people find me young, but that also doesn't mean the people that have owned a salon for 20 years. I've also have been coaching and that's also another thing to say is like you can start fresh at any point and you can burn it all down at any point and you can try a new thing at any point. It doesn't matter. Your path is your path, you know, but it is exciting. So if anyone's listening to this, that's like, I'm ready to start over or try again, you can. It doesn't matter your age. And if you're looking for like even extra guidance of what to do next. I've had a lot of people recently um, rethink the industry or rethink their career. And let's do an astrology reading. Like sometimes you just need to understand what you sign up for this lifetime. And that's where I throw in my other piece of who I am and how I use like your own birth chart sometimes. So, you know, I love the practical side. I love the mystical side. I love it all. Um, Whatever it takes to get people to
0: remember
1: what they're doing and why. And yeah, that's like all these lessons I did have
0: to learn, Lindsay, but I'm helping everyone else too. Mm. Well, it's, it's like kind of similar. I was thinking when you were talking, like I had a, someone who had taken my course, who was one of the first people to take my course when I launched it, you know, last fall. And she thought she, I would say finally, but I mean, I think she would say that too, got into her new suite. And I literally was like, kind of like when, when I saw she posted it and like tagged me, I was like crying to my, my husband's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, (laughs) and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, it's like finding the way, the vehicle you want to help people through in a way that honors you. And like, for me, it's like, it's my course and like seeing her go off and like, I don't know, I guess being able to be that person that I didn't have and that you didn't mm-hmm. have, it's like, it is so like, I don't know, it's so emotional. Cause you're like, Oh my God, if I had had someone to message with a question, like, I think like younger Lindsay just like weeps for like older. I don't know. There's just a part of me that's just like when I see people not have to go through what we went through, it is so rewarding. You know, I I think like Lindsay of yesterday would be like, you got to all learn the same lessons as me. I want to watch you fall in the concrete that many times. And then I'll, and then you'll learn like me, but it's like, Oh my God, once you like get your shit together, you're like, Oh my God, like let me help you not have to go through that. That's not satisfying for me to watch anymore. Right.
1: Exactly. Not at all. Like, let me give you all the tools that I can possibly give you without overwhelming you.
0: (laughs) Totally. So where can people find you? Because I, I love, I just love catching up with you and talking with you. And I know that so many people need what you have.
1: Oh, thank you. You can find me on Instagram. Kellen McKenzie and my website's also Kellen And, um, I book, you know, you'll see everything that I offer there. I offer coaching and astrology. I weave a lot of it together and you can always drop into my DMS at any point. And I just started an awesome membership too, that I'm really excited about. That is kind of everything I just said. It's the mystical, it's the practical for entrepreneurs in sort of a beauty wellness, you know, space and I get to help people understand both sides of themselves and the full picture because we have to be like you know we've 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 gone through this a lot but you have to be growing the personal um development side just as much as the professional development side so that's kind of the whole point of the of my pro of my membership and having live classes because I'm such like a connector, but that's kind of the gist and find me anywhere. And I'd love to chat with
0: all of you. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. No, thank you so much for today. Yes. Thank you, Lindsay. Hey guys, I have a favor. If you enjoy She Makes Waves, the podcast, or you loved this episode in particular, can you head over to iTunes and rate and review the podcast so that we can get it in the ears of more people that need the information that we're sharing? It would mean the world to me. It uh, empowers me to keep going and every message I get from you guys means the world to me. Have a wave-making day and I'll see you next week.